Uh-oh. Okay, I know. All right, very good. You may proceed. Show your name for the record, please. Spell. Yes, spell me. First and last, please. J-E-S-S-I-C-A-B-A-S-H-A-R-A. And how old are you today? 22. Now, Miss Bashara, I'm going to ask you some questions. If there's anything you don't understand, let me know, okay? And you have to answer verbally so the court reporter can take it down, okay? Yes. Okay. Um, during her lifetime, you knew Jane Bashara? Yes. And what was her relationship to, to you? My mother. And do you know the defendant, Mr. Robert Bashara? Yes. And his relationship to you? My father. Stipulate that he is sitting in the courtroom? Oh, yes, Your Honor. No question. Now, um... Okay, you're going to have to keep your voice up. Okay, I'm All sorry. Right. Okay, Judge. whispering over there. Okay, Judge. Okay. Oh, that fan. Okay. Right. Now, I'm going to direct your attention back to the years of 2009, 2010, and 2011. Were you aware of, aware of any financial problems uh, in your family? Yes. I know that my father took out a loan from his mother for $20,000. And did, did he tell you, or do you know what that loan was for? No. Okay. Um, and do you know, uh, in terms of um, your financial aid and trying to get financial aid, were you aware of your parents' financial situation? Yes, I did receive a significant amount of financial aid my freshman year at the University of Michigan. And um, your, your family owned rental properties? Yes. And were they jointly owned by your mother and your father? Yes, I believe my mom was the co-guarantor of many of the properties. So your mother was like co-signer on many of the defendant's properties? Yes. Okay. And was that a source of uh, problems? Yes. It caused her credit card to be canceled while I was in high school, despite the fact that she never made a late payment on it. Okay. Uh, so there were some financial difficulties in the household? Yes. And would your grandmother um, help? Could your grand, did your grandmother, Nancy Bashara, would she help with finances occasionally? Yes, after the credit card was canceled, she allowed my mother to use her card and make payments um, directly back to her. And do you know whether or not your father had credit in, your, uh, in his mother's name? I mean, did his mother get credit cards for him? Yes, the card was in, um, under Robert Bashara. Okay. Now, your mother at some point retired. Where did she retire from? DT Energy. Okay. And what year, if you recall, did your mom retire? I do not recall. Okay. Did you recall, was your mom retired for a, a period of time before she went back to work? Yes, I believe she retired when I was in eighth grade and went back to work after Robert left college. When you say Robert, you're talking about your brother? Yes. Okay. And in terms of your mother's uh, finances, were you aware of her having any type of pension plan? Yes, she had a pension with um, DTE. She retired as part of a buyout plan. Can I ask you a question? What's the year difference between you and your brother? How many years? I misspoke earlier. There are four years difference. So I believe she actually retired when I was in sixth grade. And then when I was a freshman, my brother went off to college when I was a freshman in high school, and that's when she returned back to work. Now, um, did your mom have some type of pension plan with Vanguard? Yes, she had a 401k. Yeah, yeah I believe counsel will stipulate to the introduction of, of Exhibit 339. No objection, Your Honor. 
Mr. Mosiak, that stipulation on the record, please. Well, the stipulation is that on page two of this document, the balance as of December 31st, 2011 for this account was $794,535.10. It was stipulated by the defense. Now, your mom went back to work. Did she go back to work? Do you know where she went back to work at? The company name? Frontier 3. Okay. And eventually, did she uh, go to a place called Kima? Yes. And was the business located downtown? Yes. Now, during those same years I've talked about, 2009, 2010, and 2011, did you notice any type of trouble uh, in your parents' marriage? Yes. Could you tell me about that? My freshman year of college, I believe 2010, when I came back for fall break, my father told me that they entered marriage counseling. Additionally, during high school, I found him on pornographic websites. Okay, when you found him on pornographic websites, did that cause trouble in the household? Yes, it upset me a lot because I was in the same room when it happened. You were in, okay, let me get this straight. You guys had a room where everybody worked on computers together? Yes. Okay. Who had computers in that room? My brother, myself, and my parents shared a computer. Okay. And so you were in the room working on your computer? Yes. And your father also was in the room working on the computer? Yes. And you spotted something on the computer while you were in the room? Yes, the words alt.com. Okay. Alt.com. Okay. And uh, did you see any images? No. Okay. And so there was problems related to that? Yes, I was very upset by it and um, voiced my concern to my mother, and she was upset that I was upset. Okay. And at some point in time, did your father tell you, have a, did you have your con a conversation with your father about why he was on pornographic websites? Yes. What, um, what was it that he told you? He told me that he was on pornographic websites because he had been experiencing erectile dysfunction and he wanted to know if the problem was with him or my mother. So that was his justification for that? Yes. Um, now, did you also find some, something on his phone, your father's phone? Yes. Tell me about that. I found a text message to a person named Rose that said, get on your knees and give me a head. And what happened with that? I immediately confronted my father about it because I was pretty disturbed by it. And he asked me to hand him his phone. He looked at it and started pressing buttons and then handed the phone back to me and said, look, there's no message. So notwithstanding the fact that you saw that, he did something that was consistent with him deleting the message in front of you? Yes. And then said there was nothing on there? Yes. Did you report that to your mother? Yes, I told my mother immediately. I believe she was home, and my dad tried to deny it to her, and she basically took my side and didn't think that I was making that up. Okay. And did your father do something in response to you and, and your mother confronting him about that? as it relates to the text, mes text message functioning on his phone? Yes, um, after that he took text messaging off of his phone. Okay, he took text messaging off his phone and did he tell you, did he tell you that was to prove that he wasn't going to do it anymore? Yes. Okay, so did he in fact 
reinstate text messaging on his phone? Yes, when I went away to college. Okay. And this caused uh, upset in the family. Oh, did, well, I'll I'll rephrase. I'll rephrase. I'm sorry. Did this cause upset in the family? I was upset, but I'd also spent so much time being upset about it in high school that I didn't. I kind of decided that I wasn't going to let it continue to bother me. Okay, so you tried to to just ignore it. Yes. Okay. Now, did your father tell you his feelings? How he felt? Jane viewed him, his wife viewed him. Did he tell you anything like about that? Not that I can remember. Um, I can just direct your attention to, can I just direct your attention uh, to um, your statement of 3912, page 40? Yep, lines 18 to 24. And I'll ask you to read this over to yourself, and then I'll ask you some questions, okay? Okay. Now, does that refresh your recollection of whether your father ever told you um, how he felt uh, your mom, mom viewed him or what she said toward him? Yes, he did see her as being very critical of him. He told you he thought your mom was very critical of him? Yes, overly critical. Overly critical of him. Did he indicate what areas he thought she was overly critical in? I believe it was with respect to work. Um, as a salesman and with the rental properties and his organization. Okay. As it related to bottom line finances. Yes, and also with not being discreet with the pornography site and texting other women and having his daughter find out. Okay. Right in the same room with you. Yes. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to take your attention now to January 24th. Uh, 2012. Um, did you speak with your mom on that day? Yes, I did when she was coming home from work. Okay. And what time do you recall that? Who, who called who? I believe my mom called. I'm not sure. It was okay. a long time ago. Okay. But, sure. but at any rate, there was a phone call. Is that correct? Yes. Do you recall what time that phone call was? Just after 4 p.m. Okay. And um, after your mother uh, was murdered, did you check your phone uh, to look at, to find out what time that phone call was? Yes. Okay. And was that because you wanted to re recall the last time you talked to your mom? Yes. Okay. And approximately how long was that call? I believe about 30 minutes. Introduction of uh, People's Exhibit 377, which is the phone records for the last outgoing call. Any objection? Oh, no, I have no objection. I mean, the 337, it'll be the call between Jessica and her mom. And um, it's 377. 377, yes. Okay. 377. No objection. Yes. Will you put it up and put the stipulation on the record? Yes. If you could 
stipulation is that on January 24th at approximately 4.11 p.m., Mr. Sher made an outgoing call. Mr. Sher, the victim in this case, made an outgoing yes. call calling Jessica Peshera. The numbers are indicated on the exhibit. At the time, zoom up, please. At the time that Ms. Peshera made the call, she began the call in the downtown Detroit area, as indicated in the bottom left of the exhibit, and ended the call in the tower 994, which is the home tower for her house. And, and at the time, um, Ms. Jessica Peshera used the tower in the Ann Arbor area. Is that a correct stipulation? It is so stipulated on behalf of the defense. Thank you. So you were in Ann Arbor when you were talking to your mom on the phone, is that correct? Yes, and she told me that she was calling, driving back from work. Okay, and did she tell you her location? Yes, she said that she was on Jefferson. And did she, and when the call ended, where did you believe her to be? At home. Okay. And that would have been, if the call terminated at 443, you believed her to be at home at 433? Yes, she said that she was pulling up and she would call me back once she got situated inside. Okay. Now, in terms of your mother and where she would park her vehicle, where would she park her vehicle? In the garage. Okay. And when she parked, parked her vehicle in the garage, did she drive in or back in? She drove in. Okay. Can I have um, exhibit 169, please? Okay. So when... Um, Using the laser pointer, can you point to the uh, okay. Thank you. Now okay. could you show me the area where your mom would park? Right here. Okay. Would it be fair to say it would be closest to the house? Yes. Okay, and there's a door from your garage leading into the mudroom into the house? Yes, that's right here. Okay. Now, you said your mom drove in. Can I have exhibit 255? Do you recognize that vehicle? Yes, that was my mom's car. Okay. And do you see the smudge area smudging on the vehicle? Yes. Okay. Would that uh, smudging uh, on the vehicle, that side, be the side that would be furthest away from the house? Yes. Okay. Now, you spoke to your mom at, uh, the, the conversation ends with your mother at 4.33, and do you uh, plan to speak with her that night? Yes, I believe we're going to have another phone call. I had to speak to one of her friends regarding a job that summer, so we were going to talk after. And did you ever speak to your mom again that night? No. Did your father call you? Yes, he called me that night around 9, asking if I had any idea where my mother was. And what did your father say at this point? That she wasn't home and didn't leave a note, and she's usually very organized, so that was unusual for her, and wanted to know if I had any information. Did you find that to be odd at all? A little, just because she was a woman in her 50s who I thought could take care of herself, so I didn't find it concerning that she wasn't home. I thought she could be at CVS and... I didn't understand the concern. And as it relates to that, did your mother have work activities that she would do in the evening? Work activities? Or just any kind of activities. She would do yoga, anything. 
Yes, she would do yoga, and she went out to dinner with specific friends on different nights, like Monday night, two friends she'd go out with. So had your father ever called you before this day and, and said, have you heard from your mother? She's not home. She hasn't left a note. I don't believe so. Okay. Now, that night you go to bed and you haven't heard from your mom. You didn't think anything was out of the ordinary, did you? No, I thought it was a little strange that I couldn't get a hold of her because she knew that I was speaking with someone about that she had connected me with relating to a job, but I figured I would talk to her the next day. Okay. Now, what happens the next morning? The next morning I go to class, and after class at about 11, I get a call from my father saying that they still don't know where my mom is. And that, does he give you any instructions? I believe there were two or three calls. The first call, he gave me no instruction, but when I hung up, I called her repeatedly and called different hotels in the Detroit area, seeing if maybe she had checked in at one of them. Let me slow you down. You said you called her repeatedly. You mean you called your mother? Yes. Okay. And so then you called different hotels in the Detroit area? Yes. Why is it that you had done that? I thought maybe she had gotten in a fight with my father and wanted somewhere to stay away from the house. I wasn't sure. So finally, what happens next? Then my father calls me and tells me that I'm coming home and to pack a bag and that a neighbor, Roxanne Flaska, and my grandmother, Nancy Bashera would be at the house, my apartment to pick me up shortly. Okay. And did they arrive? Yes. And before they arrived, did your father call you with some more information? When he f heard that they had pulled up in the driveway, then he told me that my mother had died. Okay. Now, do you recall the exact words your father used when he said that? No. Okay. Uh, at this point in time, are you in shock and things are just a blur? Yes. Okay. Did you go out in the car and you see Roxanne Flaska? Yes. And you uh, speak to her about what your father had said, is that correct? Yes. Okay. But you don't remember what you said? No. Okay. Now, you go to Detroit, you get to Detroit, uh, you go to your home on Middlesex. What is it that your father says at this point in time? I don't recall. Okay. Um, at some point um, after this um, happens, does your father... Um, do you, do you begin to hear things concerning your father and what he may or may not have been doing? Yes, in the week following my mother's murder, he was named as a person of interest, okay. and information about affairs and different things started coming out in the news. Okay. Did your father ask you to participate in a TV interview? Yes. With him? And what, what TV station was that for? I didn't realize at the time, but after the interview, I found out it was Good Morning America. Did your father give you any real, real details about that TV interview? No. We'll get to that a little more uh, in a moment. But you said some things started coming out in the media about your father and what he may or may not have been doing. And did there ever come a point in time you learned something about a ring, your Aunt Jenny's ring? Yes. Okay. Tell me about your Aunt Jenny's ring. Um, it was a diamond ring with a 
silver white gold band um it was from a great great aunt my father's great aunt and after she passed away she willed it to my mother so your aunt your father's aunt jenny's ring went to your mother it was your mother's ring yes uh, i move further well could you show exhibit 109 it's been admitted already Yes, and I would like to clarify that I'm not saying it was willed in terms of legally willed, but my, my Aunt Jenny and my mother had a relationship, and what the intention was that my mother would have the ring. Okay, and so it was in your family after your Aunt Jenny passed, your mother wore the ring, your mother had the ring, it was hers? Yes, I wore the ring as well. Okay, your mother would allow you to wear the ring? Yes. Okay, and uh, basically it was a family heirloom? Yes. Now, did there ever come a time when that ring became missing? Yes. Okay. And what happened when that ring became missing? My mother asked me where it was. I wasn't sure, but I was a... What year, please, do you recall roughly? Oh, wow. If you remember. 2010? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. It was when you were in high school or after? When I was in high school. Okay. Okay. But anyway, the ring was missing, uh, and what happened? You Did you think something happened with... I thought that maybe I had lost it. I had no idea where it went. I was trying to think if I was the last person to wear it, because I did wear it sometimes for special occasions. Um, and, but, did, and did you later find out where that ring had ended up? Yes, after my mother's death, I found out that my father had given it to Rachel Gillette. And how did you find out that your father had given it to Rachel Gillette? Through the first interview with the detectives. And did you confront your father about this? Yes, I did. Okay. And what is it that your father said? My father said that he had spoken with Rachel and she, quote, wanted Jesse to have it. She wanted Rachel to ha Rachel said she wanted you to have the ring back. Yes. Did he tell you how it came about that he had given it to Rachel in the first place? He said that he took it, he kept it in his drawer for a year, and no one had asked about it, so he figured no one would miss it, and therefore it made it okay for him to give it to his girlfriend. Okay. Now, he didn't say girlfriend. But he said he made it okay to give to Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you came home... A couple of weeks before your mother's death, did you become aware that her wedding ring was now missing? Yes, I had heard that her wedding, she had told me her wedding, wedding ring was missing. Okay. And she was looking for her wedding ring? Yes. Okay. And um, after your mother was murdered, a couple of days after her, her, after her murder, did somebody find her wedding ring that had been missing? Yes, after the police had searched our house, my father found the ring. He said he found it under a table in their bedroom, and his explanation for it was that after people came in, the police came in and searched, it probably moved things, and the ring became dislodged from whatever it was stuck in or whatever it was, whatever it was under. Okay, so a couple of weeks before your, your mom's 
death. Her wedding ring goes missing. Yes. The police come in. They're searching the house. The police don't find the wedding ring. Is that correct? Yes. But two days later, the defendant, your father, says, oh, I found the ring. Yes. Could you tell me about that ring? Is that a valuable ring? Yes. I believe the value was $7,500 with... I was, sorry, I was just going to say, with the, um... Do you do you know how much the ring is worth? Do you, for your own personal knowledge, or did you have it appraised, or what? Do you know how much the ring is worth? Yes or no? Yes, I believe it was worth seventy five hundred dollars. Okay. How is it? That, can I explore how she knows it? How is it that you know that? Either. Uh, I was told that by okay. someone. Okay. 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 Well, t t tell me about the history of the ring. How? How? Uh, tell me about the history of the ring. Originally, she just had received an engagement ring that was both the engagement ring and the wedding band from my father then at their 18 year anniversary she got a band that fit into the ring as well as a larger um, center diamond for the ring the original diamond was made into a necklace okay so your father on the 18th wedding anniversary got a bigger diamond yes okay if you know how many carats was in that diamond ring cumulatively with the band and the main ring five carats And now, do you have that ring presently? Yes. Right. Now, during the course of your father having rental property businesses, did you get to know uh, his regular handyman? Yes, he had two. One he called Bob, the other Lee. Okay. And, and the person he called Bob, would that have been Ponytail Bob? Yes. Okay. And because he had a ponytail. Yes. Okay. And Lee. Is that yes. correct? So those are the people you regularly knew your father to uh, have as his handyman. Yes. They had been to your house? Yes. Okay. Prior to your mom's murder, had you ever seen or heard of somebody by the name of Joseph Gintz? No. Okay. Now, what is it that your father told you about Joseph Gintz? Well, first of all, strike that. When you first got home um, within 
you know the day of the candlelight vigil? Yes. Okay. Did your father talk at all to you or to anybody in your hearing about what he had thought happened to your mother? I don't remember the exact day that he first talked about it, if it was before or after the vigil. Okay. Um, but at some point he did talk about somebody by the name of Joseph Gintz? Yes. Okay. What did he tell you about Joseph Gintz? That. Well, let me strike that. What did he ha Did he tell you how they first met? Yes. He said that they met on one of his properties, BJR, and that Joseph Gintz commented on a car that he kept there. In the car being a, a Cadillac? Yes. Okay. And what did he say um, about that Cadillac? That it was a nice car he'd be interested in buying. That's what your, your father said, Joseph Gintz said? Yes. And did your father talk about a price uh, that they were talking about? I believe $2,400 was the price he gave. Okay. Now, do you recall whether or not your father said this? before or after a story about a Cadillac came out in the media? I do not. Okay. Now, what else did your father say about Joseph Gintz? He said that he was someone that he was helping out, that he needed work and a place to live, so he was staying in one of his properties and helping him. He said he was staying at one of the, your father's property. Yes, I believe so. Okay. And um, do you recall whether or not he said this before or after the stuff about Joseph Gintz came out in the media? I do not remember. Now, did he say something about being a judge of character as it related to Joseph Gintz? Thank you. Tell me what he said about Joseph Gintz and how he assessed his character. Well, no. if, if I can. No. Okay. Do you recall exactly what your, your father's exact words about character and Joseph Gintz were? Yes, my father said that he was a good judge of character and because of this wanted to help out Joe Gunz. Okay, but then later did he say, I'm going to hand you, um, can I have page 53? No, 39, could you turn to uh, page 53 of that transcript you have in your hand? I three, the date of 3-9 is I-S. Oh, okay. Page 53 and line, read lines 6 through 10 to yourself, and then I'll ask you some questions. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Now, what was it that your father said? That Joseph Gens is crazy, sick, killed my mother, and that my father feels guilty every night for being such a terrible judge of character and letting him into our lives. Okay, so now your father's saying he's a terrible judge of character, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, did the defendant ever tell you first initially whether Joseph Gintz had ever been to the house on Middlesex? 
initially he said that he just worked at, exclusively at rental properties and he, he had never been to the house. Okay. So first the defendant says Joseph Gintz had never been to the house on Middlesex, is that correct? Yes. Then does he change that story? Yes. Then what, what does he say? That he did yard... When, when was that? This, this is... When was the first statement or only the if you if you can give us the days, do you know the exact days and the, after your mom was murdered? I don't remember that. Okay, but it was certainly after your mom was murdered. Is that correct? Yes. And was it during the time that some of the media coverage was being made about Joseph Gens? Yes, he didn't give an explanation of Joseph Gens until the media had brought out the name. Okay, so now first he says Joseph Gens has never been to the house on Middlesex. Is that correct? Yes. Then during, then a little later, he gives another story. Is that correct? Yes. What does he say? That Joseph Gunz came to the house on Middlesex during the fall to help rake leaves. Okay. And did he give a specific? Did he give a? Uh, did he quantify the amount of time he had been there? Like one, two, three, four. Did he give a quantity of how many times Joseph Gunz had been to Middlesex? I don't remember. Okay. Can we turn to page? Page fifty-three lines 11 through 18 and when you're finished let me know one time he said he had only been there one time and that was in the fall to rake leaves yes okay now did he ever say anything about when he was there whether or not um, Joseph Gintz had ever met your mother Again, I don't remember. Okay. Um, could you turn to page 16 and read lines uh, 10 to 15 to yourself? Yes, yes. Page 16. 15 and 16 lines. 10 through 15. Have you had a chance to read that over to yourself? Yes, but what I have in front of me, page six, 15 and 16, talk about the phone call. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It is uh, the transcript of uh, 4, four, two. four two, 13, 15, and 16. I'm sorry, my error. Um, 
when he first talked about when uh, Joseph Gintz came that one time to break leave, did he give you any indication that your mother had met Joseph Gintz? No. Okay. Now, I've spoken to counsel already concerning the introduction of uh, 33A, 33F, 33I. Three thirty. Three. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, three thirty-three. Stop. Stop. Okay. Three thirty-a. Three thirty-three-f. And three three-three-i. Okay. Is that a correct stipulation? That's correct. We've, we've discussed those, and, and they're going to be. Can, can you play three-three-three-a? Three, 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 zero, A. I'm sorry, I can't talk. You can get out the gate, put foundation here. This is. It's a double D, I don't know what date. Okay. Okay. Did he ever tell you that your mom had brought Joe out some iced tea? No. 333 F. Now, the clip we have just played, is that consistent with the first story he told you that Joe only did work at the rentals and not at Middlesex? Yes, the first story he only did work at the rentals. And now can we have 333i? I just want to get some timing on the time of the first story. And I know that the witness doesn't know the date, but before we play that clip, I'd like to have some context in terms of how long after your mother's or her mother's death did the witness recall that conversation with the defendant? I, yeah. I believe she already said after it started coming out in the media. If that's the, if that's the best you can pinpoint, that's the best you can pinpoint it. Well, but I mean, when was that? Was that a week later, two weeks later? I mean, well, we don't want to do that. Okay. Well, do you remember the exact, you, you don't remember the exact time that he made these various statements? No. Okay. Was it before, after her memorial? Did your mother have a memorial? Yes. Okay, was it before, after? 
after. Okay. It was after. So if your mo your mom your mom's funeral was on the thirty first, is that correct? Yes. Okay. So yes, thirty first of January two thousand and twelve. So these statements about Joseph against he's making is after your mom's funeral, is that correct? Yes. And after things have started coming out in the media. Yes. Okay. And in terms of the details and that he gave you, did he give you or provide more details as things were coming out in the media? Yes. So it was as if he was responding to what was okay. Okay. What was your impression? Okay. What was your impression about when he was giving you these new details? She said that because I've said that before. My father only gave more information in response to me finding out new information, whether it was relating to pornography, whether it was relating to him having affairs. Okay, so essentially only when he was confronted with something would he give more? Yes. Objection okay. to summarizing what the witnesses said. Okay. Here's your question. Did you go back to school after this event occurred? Yes. Okay. So when did the, the new semester start? Winter semester starts. It started before my mom died. That I don't remember. Like a week or two? Yes. Okay. So would this be before February that you and your father were having these conversations? Do you remember? Yes, it was before February. It was before the Good Morning America interview that we had addressed who Joe Gunz was, and he described that he was just a handyman who was helping out. Okay. But no, I will not because that that's a guess on her part. You, you're, you're trying to pin her down to something she doesn't rem actually remember. No, no, no. Okay. Can we get the date of the Good Morning America? Okay. What was the Good Morning America interview? Do you recall? The date? No, I do not. Okay, okay just a moment, Your Honor. Thank you.